morning. Oh, this is nice. In first service, it, my mic worked, it didn't work, it worked, it didn't work, it didn't. Then it was the handheld, then it was going to work, and then it didn't work, and it's like, oh my goodness, it was a challenge. This is so great. <laughs> there are times you appreciate the simple things, truly. Tell me what you remember about Mary and Martha in Scripture. What do you remember? They were sisters. Okay? Anything else? They loved Jesus, and Jesus loved them. One sat at Jesus' feet. Which one? Mary saved you. <laughs> and Martha was doing lots of things, right? She was a deacon. Oh, that would preach. <laughs> because what was the problem with Martha? She was so busy with the little things that she forgot what really matters. Is that a deacon? Okay, let's look at this one. What did Jesus say to Martha? Martha, Martha, you are worried and anxious about so many things. Did he say, Martha, Martha, you're doing too much? That's not what it's about. And yet we, will, we see that in the media talking about Mary and Martha. There's a book called Being Mary in a Martha World. The problem was not how much she was doing. It wasn't the task that she was doing. The problem was her attitude. Well, the problem was she said, Lord, Mary's paraphrased, no way. <laughs> Lord, why don't you make my sister get up and help me? Do you remember that part of the story? Why don't you, come on, Jesus, make her get up. She's not doing her share. Right? That was her attitude. It wasn't, I get to serve the Lord. Of course, that's a deacon's attitude. I get to serve the Lord. And it truly is. We have phenomenal deacons. The problem was that she was mad and she was resentful. This was Martha. Mary, she had it right from the beginning. She sat at his feet, and she listened, and she soaked it in. Okay? When is the next time that we see Mary and Martha? Good. Good job. I'm, I'm going to be very, very understanding of how hard it is to stand for a long time. I'm not going to ask you to stand for the Scripture reading because it's really long. I just want you to soak this in. Pay very close attention to Mary and Martha and their encounters with Christ. The passage is from the book of John, chapter 11, starting with verse 18. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to, Mary and, to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. 
Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. So ends the reading of God's Word. Is there a difference in how Martha reacted and how Mary reacted? Do you think that Martha listened to what Jesus had to say to her back at the earlier story? Martha, 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 Martha. Let me share with you some observations about Martha, and then we'll talk about Mary. Martha heard that Jesus was coming and went out to meet him. She heard he's on his way. Finally, after four days, he's on his way. And she runs out to meet him. She takes the initiative to see him as soon as possible. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. When she gets there, she says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. I know. Isn't that something kind of up in our heads? I know. I know. What did Jesus reply? Your brother will rise again. Okay. She says, or... She says, I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus responds, your brother will rise again. What would you say at that point? Really? 
advising it. That's not what Martha did. That's not what Martha did. Martha articulates a Jewish belief that they used to argue about. The Pharisees believed one thing, the Sadducees believed something else, and they used to argue about whether there was a resurrection. She goes into theology as a response. Jesus corrects her understanding. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? What does Martha just say? Yes, I believe. I believe that you are the Son of God, the Messiah, who was prophesied to come to us. Did she say back to Jesus what Jesus had said to her? No. She articulated theology again. I know who you are. I know. I know who you are. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am, this means I'm the source of the resurrection. Without Jesus, there is no resurrection possible. Then he says, I am the life. I am the life. The Greek word is zoe. Zoe. Zoe is active, vigorous, the true life that matters, and a life that is blessed. This is what he says to Martha. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Did she get it? Yeah. She's, she's a little bit slow sometimes. She sees him as the fulfillment of prophecy. She doesn't get what he just said. She doesn't get it. Poor Martha. Martha, Martha. You're worried about so many things. She's got a very quick mind. And Jesus loves her. It says in Scripture, he loves her. That's the beauty of who we are. He loves us. We don't have to be perfect. Thank you, Jesus. He loves her. What does he see in her? What does he see in Martha? We're talking about Jesus sees. What does he see? What does he see? He sees a woman who knows who he is, but he also sees a woman that doesn't really get it yet. She doesn't get it. When they get to the graveside, I love this. What is her reaction to Jesus' command to roll away the stone? Okay, so let's picture this. He's actually told her. Your brother will rise. Your brother will rise. They go to the grave. Well, if he's going to rise, yeah, they have to open the grave, right? This makes sense. Roll away the stone. Does she say, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? No. What does she say? But Lord, by this time, there's a bad odor. For he's been there four days. Four days. I love this passage. I can never do this passage without doing it in the King James, ever. Because I remember teaching, there were four, uh, fifth and sixth graders that I taught years ago in this church. It was the first thing that they memorized. Not that Jesus wept that we all memorized, but this. Do you know why? Do you know what it says in the King James? But Lord, he stinketh. He stinketh. I love that. I could never do, there's a bad odor. No, he stinketh. He stinketh. Practical Martha. He's thinking. 
let's talk about Mary. Mary doesn't run out to meet him like Martha. She's grieving. She's weeping. She waits for him to come. And she calls her on. She does. Martha comes in. The, the teacher, the master's calling for you. What does she do? Instantly, she runs. She runs. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, that's exactly the words that Martha used. But let's look at the difference. Did Martha fall at Jesus' feet? doesn't say she did. Martha is right there in Jesus' face. But Lord... If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Can you picture it that way? I can't. It's consistent with who Martha is. Mary falls at his feet, wraps her arms around him, and she's weeping. Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She's weeping. It's pain. She is weeping. Her heart is broken. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and said to her, I have a question for you. How do you react when you see someone in excruciating pain in their hearts? How do you react? People react in different ways. I've observed this. I have observed a lot of things as a chaplain. But these are some of the things that I've observed. Some people get out of there as fast as they can. They can't stand it. You know, I don't know what to say. Anybody ever? I know you have. Most of us have. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. We're just, we're so, oh, this, is, this isn't okay. And they leave. Or they never come in the first place. How, how many of you have been through things and people avoided you? You don't have to raise your hands. I know it happens. It happens all the time. Some try to talk people out of their pain. Oh, oh, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be. My mother used to say, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. She was bright. She was wise. But nevertheless, she didn't want to deal with my pain right then. This too shall pass. You know, buck up, little camper. You've heard these things before. Some try as quickly as possible to fix the situation. They try to like seeing you hurt. They try to fix it because they want normal to come back. And if you've been in a time of deep pain, normal never comes back. It's a new normal. It's a new normal. And then, how honest are you about your own pain? How open are you about your own pain? I've been accused of taking care of the people who are trying to minister to me. And it was true. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at letting people in and letting them take care of me. But, oh, it's so much easier to take care of other people rather than allow myself to be taken care of. It's so hard to be honest. It's like my heart is breaking. Or I'm going through this and this. I don't know what to do. I don't want to appear weak. 
sometimes I deflect with humor. If you're ever in a conversation with me and it starts to get deep and all of a sudden I crack a joke, that's what I'm doing. I'm very good at it. People don't even catch it. They just laugh. And it's like, yes! I don't even know I'm doing it. But it happens. How did Jesus react? How did he react to Martha's Mary's pain? He wept. It says he was deeply moved. In first service, the, the praise team did the reading. And they used a translation. I'm not even sure which one it was. But they, the translation translated that part as, Jesus was deeply angered. is at his feet weeping. And he was deeply angered. The actual translation in the Greek is to snort with anger. Like a horse snorts with anger. Have you ever seen an angry horse? If you haven't seen it, can you picture it? You know how they paw the ground and they make this noise to be fierce because they're really wimps. But they make this noise to be fierce. Why would Jesus feel like that? Here's Mary at his feet, and she is crying. Why is there death? Why is there death? Because of sin. Do you think maybe he was so upset because it was so preventable. Look what happened to the world. Look at this fallen world where pain like this happens. It didn't have to happen. That makes sense to me. But God, just, oh, I know that it gets frustrating for him sometimes. Like, Mary, you just do this better. Achieving it. Just believing it. The word, the second word used means to fret, to be painfully moved. He loves Mary. He loves her. Have you ever hurt really badly that someone you love is hurting really badly? You ever felt that pain? That's the pain described here. Such agony watching someone you love in agony. And then his reaction Does it make sense that he would weep? He showed them the glory of God by raising Lazarus from the grave, but first he gave the gift of showing that he understands, that he has compassion. Think God is tender, that He really, really, really is with us. I want to share a passage from the book of Revelation. This is near the very end of the book. Revelation 21, 3 to 4. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. Listen to this. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. God himself is 
wipe those tears. God himself will wipe our tears. There's a song that came out several years ago called I Will Praise You in This Storm. And the, the chorus goes like this. I'll praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am. Every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. I love that image of God's own hand wiping tears. Mac, I won't embarrass you. <laughs> Another example of God's tenderness in the book of Genesis. Do you know what happens right before God banishes Adam and Eve? Do you know? Trick question, isn't it? No, it's not. It's right there in Scripture. Do you know what happens? God makes clothes for them. God provides the clothes. Genesis 3.21, the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. If he does that in his love, and he wipes every tear from our eyes, is he there for us? Is he there? Psalm 116, David writes, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Our series that we're going through right now is Jesus Sees. In this passage with Mary and Martha, Jesus sees pain. Jesus sees suffering and he cares. Isaiah 53, 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. That's a description of Jesus. What can we learn from Mary and Martha? There's a lot of hope here. He meets both of them where they are. He doesn't criticize Martha. He has a conversation with her on the level of sharing that she's ready to do. With Mary, he comforts her. He weeps with her. And he is there for us as well. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest question for you. Do you see the pain? Do you see pain in people? Jesus took the time to listen. Jesus took the time to comfort other people. He was interruptible. He was interruptible. Do you realize that? If you really read through the Gospels, you'll see how many times he is going somewhere. Oh no. Here's hurt. Here's a need that I must meet first. And that's an example for us. 
we need to be uncorruptible. We're in too much of a hurry. Have you ever seen somebody, when you're trying to talk to them, texting? I see it all the time. People will be having a conversation with me, and it's like, what's that? And they're texting. Especially young people. Oh, my goodness. My sons, I can never have a conversation. Well, my oldest probably, but my younger two, text all the time. How ineluctable are we with what matters? Multitasking? Maybe that's more your generation than my generation. Multitasking. I have someone in my life that's been in my life since I was a child. And whenever I would have a conversation with her, particularly over the phone, I would hear the dishes clattering. I would hear something going, I'd say, what are you doing? And she'd say, oh, I'm doing the dishes, or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's like, would you just sit down and have a conversation? Oh, man, i got too much to do. i got to do this and this. I do it too sometimes. But it's not what Jesus did. Jesus took the time to be fully present. Isn't that what you want from him? He wanted to say to you, well, wait a minute, i got to help this person. i got to do this, i got to do this. Jesus is there. Jesus is fully there. Have you noticed how in our culture, deep feelings of pain are undermined? You ever see somebody die in a movie? Of course you have. How much time is spent on the grief? few seconds, and now a word from our sponsor. And you come back, it's all done. Soap operas, oh my goodness, they were amazing with that. They were amazing. How about bereavement leave? If you're working now, how much bereavement leave do you get? Three days? That's what Boeing gives? Three days. Anybody get more than three? Anybody get two, one? Think back when you were working. How much time off did you get? Five days. Whoa, generous one. Okay, so the reality is you're supposed to be over it, right? You have to be over it. We want things to go back to normal. But like I said, you you change. You don't get over it. You get through it. And Jesus goes through it with us. I want to share with you something I ran across that was written about this passage, the resurrection and the life. And it's called, I Raise Dead Things. Nice title. It's a, it's a real catch, isn't it? This is Jesus talking, according to this author. Whatever you are going through, whatever troubles seem insurmountable, whatever you have done or whatever has been done to you, I in your name. I love you. I care for you. I have plans for you. I have made provision for you. I see you. Even when you can't see me, I am thinking of you. Even when you can't perceive me, I am here. I am aware of your pain. I can bear you up and sustain you. I haven't forgotten you. I hear you. I know. I can heal you. I can raise the dead things that surround you. I am the resurrection and the life. Whatever stress you are under, I am above it. I will resuscitate your soul. Let me revitalize your spirit. I can change your life. 
my resurrection power is real. It's available. It's here. I can change your life. Let me help you believe. Let go. Surrender. Trust in me. I will catch you. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe? Are we like Martha? Do we hear the words? We just hear the words and it never goes in? Or are we like Mary? Heart open. Everything poured out at the feet of Jesus, receiving his comfort as he cries with us and ready to see God's glory through Jesus' actions in every life. I want to be like Martha. I hope you do too. It's risky. It's tough. But it's worth it. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God, it's hard to be open. Lord, thank you that you're there. You're always there. You're here. You're ready to bring us comfort. You're ready to bring us healing. You're ready to bring us joy. You let us not settle for dead life. You bring dead things to life. Lord, let us claim that resurrection now and every day. In your name we pray. Blessings in the fruit you see beyond.